You know, uh, uh, you never feel ripped off when you go to the theater and you get to see two movies for the price of one. And so today you get two messages uh, for the price of one. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I ain't even going to take up a second offering. Glory to God. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. I, I had a, a, a pastor, when, when uh, Bishop Miller was out at the gate when he was still alive, he said uh, that he went to this church and this pastor received three offerings during the service. And he, he was a little perplexed. A big church, the pastor received three offerings. And he, 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 he went and he asked the pastor, he said, why do you receive three offerings? And he said, so we get more offering." I thought, well, you know, I, I guess there wasn't anything <laughs> profound about that at all. He just said, we, we just needed a bigger offering, so we received three offerings. <laughs> all right, well, I guess. Uh, we're not going to do that today. Amen. Or this week, I don't think. But uh, how many of you are looking forward to revival this week? I, I'm looking forward to all that the Lord is going to say and all that he is going to do. And I'm trusting that every one of you are uh, in the same boat as I am. I want to encourage you to invite people to come, um, uh, not just on Facebook, invite them in real life, right. not just in fantasy land, and um, bring them, bring someone with you. Don't just invite them, bring them. You know, the Bible says compel them. You know what that means? Trick them. Amen. Yeah. You know, tell them, hey, let's go for a burger, and then, you know, come to church, and they'd be like, hey, you said a burger. We're getting it after church. Amen. <laughs> they might be mad for a while, but they'll get over it. And uh, <laughs> I know, I know some of you like, no, no, Pastor Zig. <laughs> anyway, whatever it takes, praise God. But invite someone to come, bring someone with you, and expect the Lord to do great things. We got a whole load of people that are coming um, here this week, and so some will be arriving later in the week, uh, like on Tuesday. Other people will be uh, coming in um, tonight. Uh, we got pastors that are coming in from all over the place. We're looking forward to having fellowship with some of these men and women of God and um, grateful to the Lord, uh, grateful to the Lord for all that he's going to do already this week. So open your Bibles with me. Let's go to the book of uh, the book of something. Amen. Go to the book of First Corinthians. First Corinthians, um, we've been over the last several weeks on Sunday, I have been talking about um, uh, discerning the season that we're living in, discerning the time, uh, discerning the season. You know, it's, it's very difficult um, to, to, to determine uh, just by, by looking in the natural what it is that God's doing. Would you agree with me? That when, you're, when, you, when you try to determine what the Lord's doing by what you see or by what you feel in the natural... If, if you're looking with your eyes in the natural, if you're going by what you feel, what you feel and what you see in the natural is a very poor indicator of what God may be doing in the spirit. I want you to think about the story of Eli, Elijah and his, uh, and his uh, servant, that when the, uh, when the enemies of God were pressing in on them and, the, and the, uh, uh, they saw the enemies of Israel and the enemies of the Lord coming, uh, it didn't look good. But then the prophet prayed over his servant and said, Lord, let him see uh, what I see. And the Lord opened up the eyes of the prophet's servant and he saw the armies of the Lord and the hosts of, of heaven 
all over the place. And, and he, said, he said this, there are more for us than there are against us. Amen. See, some of us have never, we've never seen beyond what we see in the natural to realize that what we see in the natural can sometimes be a very poor indicator of what God really has in store for us or what the Lord is really doing by his spirit. And so, uh, but that's how we've learned how to live our lives, by, by, by going by what we see in the natural, going by what we think we're feeling. <clears throat> I know some of us, we're in and out of relationships and friendships with people based on how we feel about an interaction that we had with them. If, if they don't talk with us for a long time, uh, our question to them is, did I do something? Come on. What did I do? And are we okay? Well, just because I didn't engage you in conversation for an hour and a half, there's something with you. Uh, I'm bu I, I was busy and I didn't have time to talk for an hour and a half, but there's nothing between us. But you know, some of us have lived our life. <laughs> I'm looking around the room and I'm seeing some of you like, <laughs> I resemble that, Amen. There's a lot of people that do. Some people can oh, constantly apologizing for their behavior. I apologize. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm sorry about that. I'm, I'm sorry I said that. Uh, you, uh, you know, there's some people, every week they ask me for forgiveness. I'm not sure what I'm forgiving them for until it comes out of their mouth. But they have this, this, these perceptions in the natural, these ideas in the natural. You know, uh, I'll be honest with you. If, if you were going through a wrestling match in your mind and trying to work things out in your head, uh, you don't really have to ask me for forgiveness because you didn't, you didn't act it out. It wasn't a sin because you didn't act it out. You don't have to be forgiven because you didn't do anything. You thought some things. <laughs> But you didn't involve me. So guess what? You don't need to ask me to forgive you for thoughts that you had about me. <laughs> well, praise the Lord. But you know what? You know what? The, I, amen. I, I, it'll get better here in a second. But do you know, do you know, what's, do you know what's manifesting there? Do you know, I know. See some people like, you, you two in the front yard right now, brother. <laughs> do you know what that is a manifestation of? That's a manifestation of you looking at natural circumstances to try to determine what's going on, what's happening. And Amen. Amen. Look, listen, we, as, as the body of Christ, we have to quit. Why in the world would you rely on a system that has failed you so many times in church? Why would you rely on a system that has taken and abused you? Listen, some of you, your feelings and your perceptions have caused you to go through the ringer and caused you to lose friendships and caused you to break off relationships and caused you to run over here and to run over there and to not be established and to not be planted. And then when you get over in the spirit and you begin to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you and God begins to put you in place and the blessing of the Lord begins to be manifested, all of a sudden now you're going to go back to what failed you? Trying to navigate it in the natural? Trying to navigate it by how you feel? By what you think you see? Are y'all hearing me today? So as God's people, we have to walk uh, to the beat of a different drum. 
we have to discern by the Spirit. Because in, in, this, in the hour that we're living in, um, there are going to be things that in the natural uh, seem, to be, seem to be right and seem to be good. In fact, they will be right and good maybe for a previous season. You know, what, what God may have said yes to last week, he may say no to this week. And if God says no to something this week that he said yes to last week, guess what? We have to go with his no this week. Deuteronomy 8.1. Throw that up there real quick, Marissa. And then I'll, we'll get into, we'll get to 1 Corinthians, I think. Uh, Deuteronomy 8.1. All the commandments which I command you this day. Say this with me. Say, all the commandments, all the commandments. which I command you. What day? What day? What day? Notice it doesn't say yesterday. Last week. What I told you last year. No, what I told you this day shall you observe to do. Why? So that you can live. You know why some of you ain't living? Because you're still doing what he told you last year. And you hadn't bothered to inquire of the Lord of what he's saying today. Amen. See, see, some of us still trying to do the ministry we did before. I know you enjoyed what he had you doing last season, but some of you don't realize there's a better season ahead. There's something better that's coming. You know, last night we had our annual leadership gathering, and I was telling those uh, in our leadership team, you know, sometimes I think that we, uh, you know, we, we uh, especially when it comes to, and we, we, we've been talking about this over the past several weeks as well. I promise I'm about to tell you the title of my message, and I'm about to start preaching. I, I'm, st I'm, still, I'm still developing here. <laughs> still, give me, please, just give, give me some mercy here. Uh, I'm still developing. But, but as we were talking last night in our leadership gathering, um, and we, we talked about, you know, leadership and what that means and serving and servitude. We talked about armor bearing and, and whatnot. We're going to continue to talk about the armor bearing next week uh, on Wednesday night. But some of the things that we've learned and what we're trying to establish here at a church is that we don't want to serve in leadership because we want to be a part of the club. Because we ain't got no club here at Winter's Church. I know, I know some people perceive and they think that it's a club because, because we had like a leadership thing last night. We had a gathering of, of those that are leaders and we had a celebration uh, that we have every year. You know what? We don't do that because we're an elite group. We're not the elite of Winter's Church. We're those that have taken upon ourselves the responsibility to do something over and above what most people uh, want to consider doing here at, at Winner's Church. Those that serve in leadership capacity here at Winner's Church have, have chosen to take on a, a, a weight of responsibility that, that some people are willing to take on, but others are not. You know what? If, if you become a leader in this church, there are certain things that are going to be required of you. You, can't, you, 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 got, you have to pay your tithe. Because if you don't pay your tithe and you're on the leadership team, you ain't on the leadership team no more if you're not a tither. Because all of a sudden, you're, you don't meet up to the qualifications. Well, that's not right. What do you mean it's not right? There's some things that will get you uh, kicked out of the military. Do you know if you're a one-legged person, you can't go into the military? You don't qualify. 
If you're too fat, you don't go in the military. That's discrimination. No, it's not. You don't qualify. They're going to shoot you dead quick. <laughs> Listen, you a sitting duck. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being in a foxhole being 450 pounds? Everybody else is gone. You still trying to get in position to roll up off your backside. You understand? You know, so there, there. <laughs> you, you can't be a jet pilot and, and have uh, anything wrong with your vision. In the military. You can go in, you can try, but you know what they're going to tell you? You don't qualify. You don't qualify. They're not trying to insult you. They're not trying to be discriminatory. There are certain things that are required for service. And there are certain things that, as leaders in this church, are required for service. If you want to wipe a booger off the wall in the, uh, in the nursery, you must be a tither and an offering giver. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, if you want to shovel snow, we, you may not have to be a tither and offering giver. But you know what? Uh, uh, there are certain things that some people that are in leadership in this church, they, you know, I'll, I'll take a couple people as an example. Gabe has been here at the church for several uh, days just in preparation for what, what's coming. Rachel uh, was here with them on Friday. They were, uh, they were busy, extremely busy, taking time out of their schedule during the day to do something that they weren't compensated for by me. Or by the people of this church. And so, anyway, I'm making this too long, aren't I? Is this helping anybody at all? So, um, it's leadership and being in a leadership position. Uh, I think the church has seen this as some sort of promotion, some sort of stepping stone to become more elite to become more looked up to, uh, to, be t- uh, 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 to be a part of the, uh, the cool kids. That's where all the cool kids hang out. Now, that's where all the, <laughs> that's where all the people that the natural, that people in the world think we're idiots and crazy because why are you doing that and you're not getting paid? You know that they pay you to do that in the world. Oh, you're a part of a cult because you're at the church all the time. (laughs) Well, praise God. (laughs) You know, this week, some of y'all have had, some of y'all have had to tell your family, hey, don't, don't call me this week. I'll be at church all week. Well, you know, maybe we can get together during the day. Nope, we got morning service. Well, how about in the evening? Nope, we got evening service too. How long are you doing this? Uh, uh, Sunday through Friday. Man, y'all go to church all the time. What kind of church is this? How many wives does your pastor have? You know what I'm saying? They be, they be thinking we crazy. What you don't realize is that when you serve in a leadership position, 
here at Winter's Church, it's, it's not really elite. In fact, you start thinking, dear God, did I, did I, did, you know, you look at all these people that serve and you think, these people, I want to, I want to be hanging around. And you get in here and then it's like, so how much time did you put in this week to, to, to ensure that you were going to be, that this revival would be successful? How much time did you invest throughout the week to make sure that this goes off without a hitch? Well, what do you mean? I wanted to go to the party. We have one party a year. <laughs> the rest of the time, you have responsibilities. See, so unless you're in that leadership meeting where I look over at you and say, Exactly how much time did you spend in preparation for that? When you got Hilda with her little pencil waiting to write down what all you did to, to ensure that what you, what you were doing was going to be successful. See, some people are like, I want to teach. All right, we're going to put you up. Yeah, that's what you hear the Lord telling you. Right, we're going to put you up to teach. And you get up and you're like, um, um, I feel the presence of the Lord. We're just going to pray. Then you got to go back to the leadership meeting, and, we, and we, then, we, then, we, then we go to asking, how much time did you invest in preparing and developing a message? I mean, we're not, we're not trying to be condescending or condemning here. We want to figure out what's going on with you so we can help you be. I mean, if you're called to preach and you don't know how to preach, then we're going to need to teach you how to preach. We're going to have to train you. So you know how we figure out what kind of training you need? You, you get a quiz. You get tested. All of a sudden, you start to feel scrutinized. And nobody judges me. Nobody judges me but God. Wrong. <laughs> Pastor about to judge whether or not you can preach. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> Oh, look, I wish y'all could see y'all's faces. I, today, I wish I had a mirror up here. So, yeah. <laughs> Some people look nervous, like they're about to get fired or something. <laughs> Which is why we've got to lean into the Spirit. Because when we lean into the spirit, you know what God, some of these folks that have served on the leadership, that's what I was getting at. Some of the folks that have served on the leadership team, when you lean into the spirit, you know what you find out? Sometimes the Lord will lead you away from something into something else. Now, some people, the minute they feel like they're, you know, unsettled, they want to go to another church. They have no idea they can just find another place right where they're at. Amen. Some people just go by what they think in the net. Well, you know, I, I, I feel underappreciated. You mean the Lord don't appreciate what you're doing? Oh, no, not by the Lord, by people. Oh, so you was doing it for people? So for you to be able to do it well, someone has to wave your banner and throw some confetti on you and blow a horn? Someone get me a horn and some confetti. Amen. I guarantee that won't work either. See, until you set, until you settle, until you settle it in your heart that you're going to do the will of God. Amen. Your insecurities are always going to try to knock you out of God's plan. 
Your inability to, to navigate the waters in the natural are always going to attempt to, to carry you away from what God's plan is for you. You know, uh, Sheree preached, a, and Adana, I'm going to put you out there a little bit today. Um, Sheree preached a couple of, what was it, a couple weeks ago, Sheree, on a Wednesday? A couple weeks, yeah, two weeks ago on a Wednesday. Sheree, listen, Sheree did a fabulous job. I know some people like, eh, Sheree, Sheree. Every time, I, every time I try to give people, you know, somebody little props, people start being like, Teacher's pet, teacher's pet, you know. So she'll get a spitball in the back of the head here in a minute. But anyway, <clears throat> no, Sheree did an outstanding job. Sheree did, <laughs> Sheree did an outstanding job. And in her message, at the, in fact, at the beginning of her message, she said, I, wanna, I want to give an example of, of someone who has exemplified what it means to be a deacon in this church. And, um, and I'm listening to, I, 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 I kind of told Cherie what to preach. I mean, I didn't tell her exactly word for, she, she did, she did, she did a great job. Um, what, she, what she preached, she preached out of her own heart. I just gave her some guidance and, and she took the guidance and she did a knockout job. But this part, she didn't tell me about it. She didn't tell me about this part at all. She, but she said, I just thinking about it and just by the spirit, she began to speak out of her spirit. And she said, there's someone in this church that exemplifies what, we're, what, what the spirit is of, of Winner's Church, of what the spirit is here at our church. And she said, that's Don Sander. Mr. Don, he's, he's standing, and we call him Mr. Don. Mr. Don be standing in a position of a deacon. Do you know when we first did teaching on uh, deacons and, and armor bearing, uh, Don and Lynn were in that, uh, in that first session. And I remember I went through the qualifications of, of a deacon. I, I, I read what the Bible said. I told everybody what we require as a church from deacons. We, you can't be cussing people if you're going to be a deacon in this church. Uh, you can't drink. You can't drink beer. You can't drink wine. You can't drink wine. You can't drink any form of alcohol. Unless it's like a banana's flambe and they burn all of it out before it. You know what I'm saying? You, you know, it's got to be burned out of there. You, but, but alcoholic beverages, if, you're, if you serve as a leader in this church. Now, now you say, Pastor, are you saying if, if I'm a leader, I can't drink at all? Yes. Well, what if you don't know? You better make sure that I never find out if you want to keep serving in this church. You say, well, why, Pastor Zig? Is there, something, is there something wrong with that? Well, yeah, we got a bunch of people in this church that have been addicted to drugs and alcohol, and if they're going to hang around you and you're a leader in this church and you've been drinking, are... well, the Bible says don't be drunk. It don't say nothing about drinking. Well, then you know what? Have at it. Do what you want to do, but you ain't going to be a leader in this church. You don't, qual you don't qualify. Well, I don't believe in tithing. Guess what? You'll never be a leader in this church. Because you know why? Because I don't want someone who don't believe in tithing to be leading anybody in this church. Because we're trying to lead everybody in the same direction. I don't need you leading somebody in a different direction. Well, you ought to give everybody the option. Everybody has the option. <clears throat> but you're not going to be a leader in this church if you're not a tither. Guess what? If you're a leader in this church and, and, you, and you quit tithing, it may take a while, may take eight, nine, ten months, maybe a year. But one day you're going to get a phone call from me. Hey, what's going on? Right. You all right? Do you need some guidance? Do you need some help? Why do you ask, Pastor? Because I looked at the tithing record and I noticed that you dropped off. Right. How dare you? <laughs> what do you mean, how dare me? <laughs> Well, praise the Lord. 
had no idea that the first day of revival would be so uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> but but it, but in that but <clears throat> but in this you know aren't these Amen again this isn't this isn't for uh, uh, this is, this isn't this isn't so that we can uh, feel. Uh, condemned or feel like that somehow a chain is being wrapped. These are things that we ought to do if we'll do them by the Spirit. If we will discern what the Lord, uh, what the Lord is saying and what God's Word says, and be obedient to Him, and do this in a, a way where we're serving the Lord. You, you understand? I don't want you to tithe because I told you. I want you to tithe because you believe what the word of God says, that you believe what we've taught you here in this church. Amen. But anyway, Don, first, uh, first we had that uh, first meeting about um, uh, armor bearing, and he, he came to me after he said, I really, I really want to be a deacon in this church. He said, uh, he said, at the moment, I don't qualify. He said, but I'm, I'm, I'm working toward it. At the moment, I don't qualify, but I'm working toward qualifying. He said, so he said, is it okay if I stay in the class even though I don't qualify? I said, absolutely. Yeah, you got to stay in the class. Definitely stay in the class. So he's like, all right. And I watched. I watched Don for the last six, six or so years, six, six or seven years. Don, I, I watched Don, and Don began to, to make uh, efforts toward being obedient to the Word of God, doing the Word of God. You know what? He, didn't, he never came to me and said, Pastor, you've been watching? Not one time. He didn't care whether I was watching or not. Don, Don got a hold of what we was talking about. He wanted to make sure that what he was doing was, was right in the sight of God. He wanted to make sure that he was aligning self, himself with Scripture. You know what? If he was going to be a deacon, it was, going to be, it was going to be something that was manifested and revealed in his life. See, some of us looking for a title in hopes that one day we might fit into that category. But see, what we need to do is we need to live our life for the Lord and, and, and thrust ourselves into the presence of God until, until people start to look at us and say, Oh, I see what you are. And they don't see what we are because of a title that we have, but because of the anointing that we carry. Come on, Anna, I'm preaching. But that, that's what happened with... I'm sorry, did I hurt your knee? <laughs> That's what, that's what happened with Mr. Don. Don, Don all of a sudden, he, he uh, when we came into this building, he took upon himself, uh, uh, not he didn't take it upon himself. We asked him, could you, could you well, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're going to ordain you and an, anoint you as the maintenance man of this, of this church. You're going to be the building maintenance fella. And he was like, I receive it. You know what? There was no party. There was no crowning. There was no ceremony. He got no certificate. He didn't even get a name badge or a name plate. He didn't get invited to leadership meetings or anything of that nature. It was just something that, you know, he got a list of yeah, things that he'd done. Can you hang this? Can you fix this? Can you, you know, can you make this door close by itself? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fan in the bathroom broke. A toilet is clogged. Uh, could you switch out the lock in this door? Could you find out if there's any locks so we can get that'll open automatically? Uh, 
you know, Gaby, can you can you make a little hangers for the uh, for the kids' uh, bags uh, in the nursery that we can write their names? It sounds like a great idea. Hey, Don, can you put can you make a wall where the kids can color on so that uh, Pastor don't come in here and find stuff written on the walls that we can't get off? And one day I walk in and Don is putting up this whole day. I'm like, what what's this? He's like, it's a coloring wall. I was like, really? Do you know why I didn't even, I didn't get a memo. I didn't get a phone call. No one bothered me. Nobody said, Pastor, uh, we was wondering. No, I walked in and the kids have a wall to color on. And they're like, you know, oh, uh, by the way, Pastor, what do you think? I'm like, man, just if it's keeping them off the other walls, is that big enough? You know what I'm saying? Is that big enough? <laughs> Can we like put that around a whole church or something? <laughs> How about how about food placements all over the sanctuary? Can we work that into the? No, don't do that. I'm just playing. But but anyway, you know Don, Don he began to exemplify. Said, you know what? Didn't have the title of a deacon. Didn't go to a Christmas party at the end of the year. Didn't get to play the games. Have a gift exchange. Watch us get crazy. Uh, you know, uh, didn't get a meal from uh, you know wherever it was that we were even. None of that. None of that. But then when Cherie said, Don, he's an, he's an example of what a deacon is. You know, when I, the minute I heard that, I was like, ah, that's Don. We, were, we, we need, now we need to let everybody know, look what, see, there it is. And so, Don, you are a deacon. Amen. And so, you know what? I'm going to wait till the New Year's Day. We, we officially welcoming Don into the deacon uh, uh, position here at Winter's Church. So, amen. Amen. Now, here's what, here's, what, here's what people, if you look at it in the natural, now, what are we talking about? We're talking about discern. I know, I know some of you are like, does this really have a point? Yes, just hang on. We're talking about discerning by the Spirit. We're talking about not looking in the natural. If we look at it in the natural, you know what some people say? Well, he earned it. No, listen. listen. You, don't, you don't earn position in the Spirit. You're either called or you're not called. You're either anointed and gifted or you're not anointed. Tyler and Ayla. You know what? Tyler served as a youth pastor in this church. He served as an elder in this church. Then his, he went through some difficulties in his life. And uh, I'll just, you don't mind if I tell you. So Tyler went through a, a divorce. He was married to a woman and uh, they ended up uh, in, a, in a divorce. And it, 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 was a, it was a traumatic time in his life. It was a difficult time in his life. But uh, the fact that he was going through this time necessitated that he, he couldn't remain in the... He no longer could remain in the positions that he was in at our church and, until there were some things that were resolved in his personal life. Why? Because Scripture says... Do you know how hard it is as an uncle... To look at your nephew and say, we're going to have to ask you to step down from these positions because of the difficulties that you're facing in your marriage between you and your wife. And you got to get these things ironed out because these things are important according to Scripture. According to Scripture, we have to manage our own house well in order to be a bishop or in order to be a deacon. That we have to manage our, 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 our wives and our children and, and we, you know, there are certain things that are required. Well, you know what? 
I knew that there was the potential for Tyler to get his drawers in a bunch and to be like, you know, I gave my whole life. I've been serving at this church for seven. I, I've given everything to this church, and this is how y'all are going to treat me. Listen, if you're giving yourself over to the church, you in trouble. That's why some of you complain, and some of you get your nose bent out of shape, and, and, and you get all kind of troubled over saying, well, you know, that pastor and the church, and, you know, if everybody would. You know why you talk like that? Because your heart is wrong. Because you're not doing these things for the right reason. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. And, and this is, I'm not trying to toot Don's horn, but I never, I never heard that. I would, I would leave here sometimes after revival services last year, and Don would still be here, and he would be a long way from being done with, with his responsibilities. And I'd say, Don, are you all right? Do you need some help? He's like, no, Pastor, I got it. He's hauling trash cans out to, by himself, not, not, with, not with one other person uh, helping him out. But just, just Don, I'd be like, Don, are you all right? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good, Pastor. You going to lock up, Don? Yeah, I'm going to lock up. There were times people drove by here and said, did you know Don was still there at 1130? And then he got it. How long did it take you to drive home, Don? About 30 minute drive home. So that means he got home after midnight. Only to be asked to come back the next day. Hey, Don, something broke. Can you? We got a leak in the children's bathroom. The diaper genie quit working. <laughs> Dear God, fix that. <laughs> We got a genie in this church? Yeah, a diaper one. <laughs> Believe me, we want that one up in here. <laughs> but you know what? You know, I'm, I'll be honest with you. you know, I never, Don, Don never came to me and said, I feel so underappreciated. Do you, but do you know why? I, I'll tell you why. Because Don wasn't trying to do nothing for me. He wasn't looking for props from pastor. He's serving the Lord with gladness. Amen. He'd have kept on whether we made him a deacon or not. Right. Right. Amen. Amen. <laughs> what a great example Tyler has been. That when he was asked to step down, even though it hurt. Listen, when you, when you get asked to step down, it don't feel good. There's several of you in this church, you know exactly what I'm talking about, because you've been asked to. And some of you are not so, in ways that you shouldn't have been asked to. We was figuring it out. I won't mention any names, Jasmine. <laughs> right, Jasmine? <laughs> Amen. Poor Jasmine, she came, she had arrows in her. Pastor, I'm like, dear God, girl, let me help you out. I'm pulling arrows out. <laughs> what happened? I'm like, well, we, 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 we won't do that again. <laughs> we bandaged her up, tried to resuscitate her, help her out. She, she died a couple times on the, on the table, but we got her back. Amen. <laughs> and now she is well. Amen. 
Tyler hung in there. He went through. He and Ayla got together. You know, as far as he was concerned, he would never have a place of ministry in this church again. But you know what? He, he was the youth pastor, an elder in this church. Do you know what his first responsibility was when he finally had a responsibility? Put words up for the songs on a computer. He's on the media team serving under Joe. Some of us too arrogant, too proud to have held a place of leadership and have to serve later on in some other capacity. Come on, y'all. I know, I know it's not comfortable, but it's necessary. <laughs> See, that's what being a Christian is all about. Andrew was talking, Some, somebody, we won't mention any names, I might look at them a little bit, but uh, there was one of these teenagers that found himself putting uh, some uh, paper towels in the toilet back there, uh, which if we find you doing that again, we're going to cut off your hands. But anyway, oh. uh, uh, <laughs> look, look, at, look at me like, what you looking at? No, no, anyway, so, <laughs> but hey, there <laughs> so, um, anyway, that was uh, last week or week before last, and uh, Tyler was in there, and he was like, dear God, I mean, there's a, a whole roll of toilet, or not toilet tissue, but a, a whole roll of paper towels, you know, about to clog up that toilet. So, Tyler's on his way to get some gloves, you know, to, to, to get it out of there. Some people would have been immediately, Don, <laughs> Don, of course, Don would have been like, yeah, you know, he he, he, you'd have seen Don with gloves up to his elbows, you know, looking like, uh, who's that doctor that, uh, who's that uh, guy that uh, goes and sticks his, huh? He sticks his, his hand in the backside of cows all the way up to his elbow. Well, he's a, he's a veterinarian. He has to do it. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> if you, yeah, their stomach. We got to move it around here. <laughs> but anyway, you know, uh, but Andrew, you know, Andrew came to the rescue and he's like, Tyler, get on out of here. I'll take care of this. Tyler, don, or, uh, Andrew donned some uh, rubber gloves, got into the thing, you know, with both hands and uh, thank God took care of the issue before it get, became a problem. But I know people that they think so highly of themselves that they would never, they would never, you know, bless God, I went to the leadership party last night. You know, I go places, I preach the gospel. People are like, man of God, do you have a word for me? Brother Z, you're a prophet. Amen. Glory to God. Man, I, I, I fly home after revival. Man, people were touched, laid out under the power of God, anointed by the Spirit, Spirit of God just blowing up all over the place. Man, I, I land... I land that airplane at the airport. I step out of the airplane. I shut the hangar door. I get in my car. I drive home, the man of God. I walk in the door, and there's my wife. And, and, and she's like, oh, you're here. Uh, take out this trash. Bless God, I'm the man of God. I'm the prophet of the Lord. The Lord has anointed people through these hands. Do you know what these hands just did? It's like, I don't care what the hands just did. These hands are about to take the trash out. That's what these hands are about to do. Take them hands and put it on them trash bags and take them outside. 
You know what? You know what? I, you know what I have to tell her? I have to set her straight. I just tell her, "Yes, ma'am." <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> I told Tyler. I told Tyler Wednesday, "We going to eat." Tyler's like, "Yes, we are. We going. Let's go get some." Yeah, you because know, we didn't. We didn't have. A, I didn't have a whole lot here. I wasn't real hungry. But after it was all over with, everybody took the stuff home. I'm like, "Let's go eat." I was like, yes. I said, Mama, we going to eat. She said, we ain't going, we going home. I'm like, huh? I'm like, bless God, I'm the pastor of this church. Amen. Did you just hear me? Glory to God. What about now? She's like, dude, we going home. I said, I'll just go with Tyler. She said, bless God, I can't believe you're going to make me drive that truck home. And listen, I mean, she was in my office. She got her stuff. She's like, here, take your stuff. Go with Tyler. I was like, this the anointing, the anointing. You read the Bible, touch not mine anointed. And do my prophets no harm. Take your prophet out to eat. Where he want to go, bless God. We, ro- we rolled up out of here. We- Andy's rolling up out of here. I'm like, dear God. You know what? I knew better. You- you- listen, some of y'all don't know better yet. You Listen, men. If your wife tells you, you go on ahead. I'm going on. You go on ahead. Listen, she don't mean it. She does not mean that. Do not go. Do not. Listen. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Get your butt in that car and go with her. Even if she, and she was protesting. She said, no, I'm good. I'm good. She's in the driver's seat of my truck. She's like, I can drive it. I'm good. I'm good. You just go. I'm like, no, baby, you get up on out of my seat. You go on ahead. Get on the other side. She's like, no, you go ahead. I ain't you go ahead. I said, I'm going home. I'll use that profit card later. You understand what I'm saying? I'll use that profit card. That was not the time. <laughs> yes, dear. She's like, well, what are you going to eat? I said, well, I know what I'm not going to eat. I, you know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to eat, but I know what I'm not going to eat. <laughs> We're not going to whatever. <laughs> uh, amen. <laughs> I don't know if y'all realize this or not, but there'll come a day that I'll no longer hold the executive position in this church. Either because of my death or because... I can no longer take this church to the next place it has to go to. And I have to be able to discern when that time comes. Do you know if I have to, if I have to step away from this church prior to my day? Now, if I had my rathers, I'd rather, I'd rather get up and preach on a Sunday morning and, and, and at the end of my message say, Well, I'm going home today, y'all. I love you and I appreciate every one of you. And who knows, maybe it'll be Tyler. That, Tyler's going to take the helm. And I'll see, you, I'll see you when you get over there. I'll tell Jesus y'all said hello. And I'd like for my last message to be that way. And then go home at 125 years old. Go home. 
lay down on the couch, look my kids in the eyeballs, look at my grandkids and my great grandkids, and maybe even have some of y'all there. It's a, maybe Hilda will be there, and David will be there, Amelia will be grown up, she'll have her kids there, and I'll be there, a, a reeking of mothballs and Ben Gay. And, and, <laughs> don't let me do that, Tyler. Spray me with some polo or something. Amen. But, <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, maybe this will happen. But, but maybe, maybe that'll be that'll be how my tenure at this church ends in my death. I'll, I'll go home on a Sunday afternoon and I'll say "Ariba Derchi," and I'll close my eyes and I'll go to be with Jesus. But maybe I'll come to the end of my season, and we're no longer making forward progress. And it necessitates me taking the baton and handing it off to someone else so they can finish the race. What happens to me then? Well, probably I'll be sitting with you. Opening up my Bible. And if it's Tyler, opening up my Bible when Tyler says, open up your Bible. Turn with me to such and such a scripture. I want to get you guys out of here early. Then I get to be the one that says, ha, Yeah, right. <laughs> and if Ted is still around, we'll be obnoxiously loud talking. <laughs> Maybe I'll get me a bobble. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo! <laughs> Maybe David will be the one at the helm, you know. <laughs> Oh, amen. <laughs> I'll be in the back of the room like my dad, making noise, cutting up, throwing babies. No, I won't do that. <laughs> but you know what about it? I'm, I'm, I'm ready to do, throw that Deuteronomy scripture up there one more time, Marissa. I know I took a long time. This was my introduction. I didn't even get to the message. All the commandments which I command you this day. Say this day. This day. Let me, you want me to tell you what my message is? I'm going to give you the title and then I'll preach it. Oh, not tonight. <laughs> I'll preach on this tomorrow. Glory to God. Lift up your hands and say thank God. Thank God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I believe this is, this is uh, what the Lord is saying to us. This is the, this, this, and, and I'm not saying this prophetic, but I believe it's what God's been dealing with us about. And I believe this is what we're going to see. This is the year where we come into agreement with God's plan. Amen. This year is the year where we come into agreement with God's plan. Because when you come into agreement with, do you know that no one ever saw a miracle without first coming into agreement with the plan of God? Coming into agreement with the plan of God for your life is the beginning of miracles. It's the beginning of the supernatural. That's how we're going to crank this revival up this year up. Amen. Amen. We are going to come into agreement with God's plan. 
even if God's plan looks to us to be a demotion, a divorce. See, some of you think your life is over because of divorce. Here's a, here's a fellow that will testify to you that your life and your ministry is not over because you went through a difficult... Are y'all hearing me today? The devil will try to remind you of it, but you know what? If you can find the plan of God. I know there's a guy, Gino Jenkins, he's a pastor somewhere else, and he'll, he'll tell you and everybody else, you better marry that wife that you left. Otherwise, Bible says you're in sin. There's some denominations you can't even serve as a pastor or a deacon or a board member or nothing if, you, if you've been through a divorce. But you know what I found out? Uh, that, that if you, you say divorce is a sin, mm-hmm, just like you lying is a sin. guess what? You still have access to God. You still get to do what God called you to do. We, it's forgivable. You, guess what? We can receive forgiveness. And you know what the Bible says? When God forgives you of your sin, he throws it into the sea of his forgetfulness. God don't even remember. God don't even remember. So why we, why we try to throw it up in somebody's face? You understand? But Tyler and Ayla are another example of that. You know, Tyler and Ayla, they got together. They're working. They're just doing what the Lord told me. We'll, we'll, we'll take, you know, uh, connections. We'll do this. What, what do we need to do? What, what is it that you need from us? We want to serve. Uh, uh, help Sheree in the hospital? Sure. Yeah. Amen. You know, Tyler at one time was a, an elder in this church. Sheree is uh, over outreach. Seemingly, he was in a, a higher position of authority than she was in this church. And now he's having to take his marching orders from, you know, Cherie, because Cherie gives oversight to that ministry. It didn't matter where he had come from, what he knew, what he, uh, that wasn't his deal. He just had to serve under someone else's. You know what? He, if, he, if he said it wasn't difficult and there weren't times that he struggled with it, he would be lying to you. I'm going to tell you right now, it's, it's difficult. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. And some people, they never can get there. But you, there's only one way. you got to get out of the flesh and you got to get in the spirit. you got to get out of contention with God's plan and you got to get in agreement with God's plan. If you get in agreement with God's plan and you keep it between you and the Lord, then I'm going to tell you right now, the devil's not going to stop you. Men are not going to stop you. People in the church ain't going to stop you. Their opinions aren't going to stop you. Religion's not going to stop you. Uh, 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 no, you know what? Uh, this, this church, if this church was like every other church and the same problems that existed in other churches existed here, which I, I promise you, things are a lot different in our church than there are in many churches. But we still have, we still have things that we wrestle with in this church. Again, ask Jasmine, which you know, she went through a, a time when she was asked to get, step out of a position and people were trying to do it in the most gentle way possible, but it ended up being in the most, probably in the worst way possible. Uh, it, was, it was so not, you know, direct. I'm a very direct person. I'm all about just, you know, uh, hey, if, if you're going to need some, if, if I wanted Seth to step down from the worship team, I'm not 
like it'll be like, you know, we no longer have, you know, we just decided people with flannel shirts don't get to serve on the worship team. <laughs> Specifically brown flannel shirts because we found that that's not really godly. And so, you know, uh, in fact, I asked the Lord if, if someone showed up with a brown flannel shirt, we would know then uh, that that was the sign that they didn't need to serve on the word. You know, if we don't want, if we don't want Seth or we don't feel like Seth needs to serve, and it's not that we wouldn't want you, it's, it's not even about want. If, if we felt like that was, if he would be better, uh, uh, he would better serve someplace else, then I'm going to go to Seth. I'll be like, Seth, honestly, I, I, I appreciate all that you've done on the worship team, but man, I'm thinking you could, you could serve better someplace else. Will you at least pray about it with me? Can we pray about it together? I mean, I know that you enjoy doing it and you sacrifice a lot to be there. You know, and Seth may, he may struggle a minute, but If it's the plan of God. And if Seth and I can, if Seth and I can pray with, together with one another and find the plan of God, don't, I'm not, I'm not, this isn't a, uh, a masked. <laughs> Seth like, well, Pastor might be calling me up next week. No, no, no. They say, yeah, yeah, do y'all get what I'm saying? You know, the, the, our worship team experienced something very similar. Uh, we, we had a plan to have our worship team do all the work. Who better to do worship this week than our own team, right? In our minds, it made sense. This is going to give them an opportunity to be thrown into the atmosphere of revival. Well, midstream, you know, all of a sudden midstream, Gabe and I are talking and Gabe is like, <sighs> see, this, this is stuff that happens when you flow in the Holy Ghost. See, we, we like talking about flowing in the Holy Ghost, but when flowing in the Holy Ghost starts messing with our feelings, when flowing in the Spirit starts messing with our rethers, Gabe and I start talking. Gabe's like, Dad, I'm, as I'm putting this together, I'm kind of feeling like maybe our team shouldn't really participate as much in this, in the worship, in revival. Well, listen, I was on my laptop. I shut it down. I'm like, why? <laughs> He's like, well, he said, you know, we got people coming that we're not, they don't come here very often. And, and he said, and Jesus is calling, I think. Um, he's like, y'all, yeah. <laughs> Jesus is like, y'all are done. Amen. But anyway, <laughs> that must be Amelia's phone. We got an iPhone for Christmas. No. Uh, it's funny. By now, Mikey had a phone. <laughs> we got her a phone early. She all, hello. It's a flip phone. Anyway. I was like, why, Gabe? I mean, we're, we're talking. He says, we got people coming that they're, they, they are, uh, they're gifted and anointed in the area of worship in ways that I believe that we need to glean from, not only as a church, but as a worship team. And he said, it's just, it just in my heart, I feel like that we need to uh, maybe, um, uh, maybe we need to give, I mean, if they're going to be here. 
You know, if I had gotten a call from Benny Hinn Ministries and they said, Pastor Benny Hinn will be there all week long. You know what? I'm probably going to call these other fellows and say, hey, Benny Hinn's going to be here all week. I'm thinking we maybe we ought to defer and prefer, defer from what our plan was and prefer the ministry of Benny Hinn. I think he may have some, I, I would hate for him to sit through meetings and him be here and us miss out on the opportunity to glean something from the man's ministry. Amen. Wouldn't that be stupid? Don't you think that would be stupid? I mean, if the Holy Ghost, now if it's the Holy Ghost, if the Holy Ghost is like, I'm giving you an opportunity. But maybe, maybe the Spirit says, I know who he is, but he needs a word, the word that you're preaching. That might be what the Lord says too. And I might be like, well, Lord, it's Benny Hinn. Boy, tell, say what I'm telling you to say. He's he done that to me before, but then there have been times that people, Apostle O. Michael Smith, first time he came to our church, he called me up. He's here at a family reunion. His wife's family reunion. We was over in, on Western. Apostle Smith calls me up. He says, hey, we're go we want to come to you. Well, you sent me a Facebook message. We want to come to your church. We're here in Sweetwater, Oklahoma. And I didn't even know where that was. I didn't even know there was a Sweetwater, Oklahoma. I said, you mean still water? He said, no, Sweetwater. I'm like, Sweetwater? What the heck? <laughs> so I looked on a map. It's in Western Oklahoma. Had no idea. Right off I, uh, Interstate 40, going out of, getting out of here. You know, anyway, so... Uh, he said, we're coming to visit. We just want to come and we want to sit immediately. I thought, dear God, you ain't coming in here to sit. I was like, so what time are you going to get here? He told me what time. I said, all right, service starts at seven o'clock. It was on a Wednesday. I said, uh, we'll be expecting you. And uh, whatever the Lord tells you to bring on Wednesday, I'm giving you the entire service. He said, oh no, we're just coming to visit. I said, mm-hmm. You coming to visit, and we're going to ring you plumb out. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You're not leaving. Listen, you ain't leaving. the. You, you're going to cross Oklahoma State line, and, and you're still not going to have your anointing back. That's how much of it we're taking. Because we ain't letting you out of here without getting something. He said, well, that's not why I called. I said, I don't care why you call. You see, you don't understand. This is not about your rethers or my rethers. This is about the Holy Ghost says you have something for us and we're taking it. Do you know that, the, do you know that Apostle Smith, when he came to our church that day, he, he prophesied over Gabe what Gabe is doing now and he prophesied over Annie what Annie's doing right now. And Annie looked like, at him like he was crazy when he was telling her. And Gabe was so involved in trying to get back to a video game, I don't even think he remembers. <laughs> but I mean, he, he spoke it straight out. And, he, and, and afterwards, he even told me, he said, now I'm, I'm okay, aren't I? Man of God, I'm okay. I'm okay to say this, aren't I? I'm like, say whatever the Holy Ghost tells you to say. And if it's not the Holy Ghost, I'll fix it later, but you're good. The Lord... When you, al amen, stand up. Cause I, I don't think I'm getting too much farther than this. Uh, when our lives come into agreement with God's plan to us, it may look like all hell's going to break loose to us. It may look like things are 
in shambles. Gabe had already sent out a plan to the worship team. The plan that he had, he had already sent it out to him. He's like, Dad, I'm afraid to, I'm afraid to tell him. You know, when, when the Lord go to changing plans and cha changing things, you know, sometimes you get afraid to tell people. You know why? Because some people, they marry themselves to everything. You know, yeah, well, the Bible says let your yes, yes be yes and your no be no. Yeah, talk to, you know who you need to talk to about that? Jonah. Talk to Jonah about God's yes being yes and God's no being no. God told old Jonah, he said, go tell them. I'm going to kill every one of them. They're, tell, them tell, tell Nineveh they're all dead. Bunch of idiots wouldn't serve me, wouldn't live for me. Now it's on. I mean, that's a Zeke-fied version. Jonah don't even want to go tell him that, Lord, why me? Why you want me to go? I don't want to be the bear of bad news. Lord, I ain't going to do this. Are you crazy, Lord? Then he ends up thrown off a boat, eaten by a fish, spit up on the shores of Nineveh when he finally decides he's going to tell it. Can you imagine what he must have looked like three days in the belly of a fish? He had to have bald patches on his head. Can you imagine what that old boy looked like? He looked like a sardine coming out of a can. He rolled up on the shore. Y'all are dead, says the Lord. Bunch of idiots. Wouldn't do the will of God. Now, it's over. There, God, I did it. Jonah thinks it's all over with. God has said what he's going to say. Goes and lays out on the beach trying to get some color back to his skin. I threw that in there. That isn't in the Bible. <laughs> while, while, while Jonah is celebrating his obedience, The ruler of Nineveh is ripping off all of his fine garments and putting sackcloth on, covering himself with ashes and repenting before God. Then the Lord rolls up onto Jonah and says, go back and tell him I changed my mind. Tell him it's going to be all right. Tell him I'm going to have mercy. Tell him because they did. And Jonah's like, wait a minute. You know what? That didn't. You know God's not serving you and your best interests? I'm, I'm, I'm preaching here today. God is not serving you and your best interests. He doesn't do what's in our best interest. He doesn't do what's best for us. You know, Gabe, that was Gabe's concern. But Dad, what were they going to do? They're going to think I'm, I don't know nothing. I'm, 
I'm a bad leader. No, no, what do you mean? Well, what if people get mad because now they don't get to play and everybody had their heart set on playing and, and they don't get to sing and they had their heart set on singing and they don't get to do anything and they're gonna have to sit there in revival and they don't get to, you know, they don't get to be a part of it like they thought they were and what, 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 what will people say? Well, he didn't talk like that. You know, he didn't talk that But some of us, that's what we, that's what we think. that was Gabe's, he's, he's like, what do you think the worship team will think? You think anybody will, you think anybody will be upset? You think anybody will, you know, it, it'll hurt anybody's feelings? I said, does, I mean, number one, does it matter? And if it does, if it does and, and someone gets upset, well then we'll have to, we'll have to help them to learn what it is that we're doing here. This isn't a reflection on, on you, your ability or your or whatever, it's not, a, it's not a reflection on our leadership. In fact, the only reflection it has on our leadership is our desire to align ourselves with the plan of God. And if the plan of God was for a bunch of worship people to come from all over the country and sit while our team led worship, then that's the way we'd have gone. But that is the way the Holy Spirit was leading You know, in these last days, if you're going to successfully navigate the waters of your, of your ministry and your God-given purpose, you're going to have to align yourself with God's plan, and you're going to have to get rid of all that crap that has tripped you up over the years and kept you from being successful at fulfilling God's purpose, at developing right relationships, at being strong, you know, at being faithful, at being loyal. You know, you, you, know, you want to be known as being loyal, not just faithful, but loyal. Some people are faithful, but they're not loyal. They keep going, but they're not very loyal. Loyalty to who? Loyalty to God. Loyalty to the people that you sit next to. Honoring God and honoring one another. Preaching the devil. I preached this morning. Listen, I preached this morning. It, it wasn't real. It wasn't one of them shouting, you know, frothing at the mouth. Let's all roll around and swing from the chandeliers. But maybe we'll get there to, to tomorrow. Amen. Well, yeah. This is this is this this is what you. These are the these are the messages that take you to the next level. The, the, this year that's coming is a year of aligning ourselves with God's plan. Learning how to pivot. Learning how to, learning how to put your own feelings aside to do whatever it is that the Lord wants you to do. Whatever God says. So you know what? We, ch we changed it all. We changed everything. I, I, have, I have Pastor Ben's daughter coming from uh, uh, Queen City, Texas, who's going to, you know, she came because we wanted her to help. We were going to give her a night to leave. Guess what? That ain't happening. But we're still going to facilitate her in some way. We'll probably have her lead, lead us uh, in some songs on Wednesday morning. But she came expecting that she would. But you know what? She's a good pivoter. You know why? Because she's been in revival. She knows how it is. Her, 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 dad, her dad 
has pastored many revivals. And she knows, she knows exactly what's what. Amen. Has this helped anybody here today? <laughs> One person. And it went. <laughs> Raphael, man. Raphael, thank you, my brother. He's like. <laughs> Amen. Listen, if it was easy, everybody would do it. If, it. if it was easy, everybody would do it. But you know what? It's not easy. It's not going to be easy. You know what? It's not going to be easy, Shelly, when God, when or if the Lord tells me before my death, time to hand the baton off. Oh, Lord, just give me one more shot. Dude, you can't run fast no more. You can't do it. It's, it you're done. I mean, it's, you're not done as, as far as your race on the earth, but you're done with that part. Now I just want you to get the kids around you. Just wrap your arms around them. Tell them how much you love them. Tell them the stories of how you overcame. Encourage them that they're going to make it. Get drunk in the Holy Ghost every day. That'll make it better. That's Pastor Tom Springer. Pastor Tom, boy, he pastored for years. Now he just goes, he goes to churches, gets drunk in the Holy Ghost, lets everybody get drunk with him. He, if he heard me preach this today, he'd be like, good message. He said, I'm glad, he'd say this, I'm glad I don't have to preach that no more. He says, all I'm doing is drinking. Ha, ha, ha. He's 87 years old. Ha, ha. Well, maybe not that old. Yeah, about, he is about 87. Mm -hmm. he, he just sit down in the front be like, he, he'll say this. He'll say, breathe in. Everybody breathe in. Everybody breathe in. He says, now just ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Before you know it, you're drunk. You're on the floor drunk in the spirit. <laughs> you're looking up. It's 10 o'clock. You're looking at the ceiling. <laughs> Amen. We need to get past the time up in here. Thank God. Amen. Amen. But all day, uh, all, one day all of us will come to that place where we have to pivot and we have to facilitate God's plan. When you follow God's plan, that's where miracles happen. That's where miracles happen. That's where Red Seas part. Where the wealth of an entire, where the wealth of an entire nation transfers over from kings and, and, and princes and high and lofty people to slaves. Because God's plan was to bring Israel out of Egypt, not broke, but with the wealth of the Egyptians. The slaves became the masters. The slaves, this, in one day, the slaves went from being slaves to being wealthy. Amen. Nearly more than they could carry out of Egypt, they carried up out of it. Are y'all hearing me today? See that, those are the kinds of things that happen. When we don't see those supernatural things happening, it's because there's been an unwillingness on the part of God's people to agree with God's plan. Because sometimes God's plan sends you into the wilderness. 
Sometimes God's plan pins you between armies in a Red Sea. Sometimes God's plan has a whole army of people coming after you and you can't see that there are more for you than there are against you. You think there are more against you than there are for you. So we got, we got to discern by the Spirit. What, what is it that God is, what is it that God is saying? What is it that God is saying? What is His plan? What's His plan for your life? You know what, Don? Don has found God's plan for his life. He serves the Lord with gladness. You know what? His, he's not just a maintenance guy. We, we, we can't relegate him to that. I've watched him last year during revival. I watched him out here in the parking lot accosting people before they got in their cars, leading some of them to Christ before they could get away. Walking back to the building to, to, to fulfill his responsibility, saying, Pastor, those guys just got born again. Like, good job, Don. We high-five one another. Next thing you know, he got a trash bag in his hand. He's led someone to Christ out in the parking lot. Someone passed from death unto life. He, does the, he did the very thing in that parking lot that I do in the pulpit and in the platforms, in the altars of churches every day. Lay hands on people. difference between me and him is people look at me and they're like, a prophet of God. Don, he didn't even get that. He, he laid his hands on them people. He saw the delivering miracle working power of God set them people free. And the next thing he sees is the inside of a trash can. Crazy, isn't it? Pastor Ziggy, I don't see you in no trash can. Nobody will let me in a trash can no more. I'll be honest with you, I do, I do get my time. I've been in that bathroom cleaning pee off the floor. While y'all are up in here worshiping, I've gone in the bathroom, been like, oh dear God. Hit out some Clorox wipes. Y'all didn't see me, y'all wouldn't have let me. But I didn't come out here and say, I wiped up pee today. I washed my hands before I laid hands on you. Don't give, don't worry. <laughs> Coming into agreement with God's plan. We're never too big to serve. Never too great. You know, you, you will come across some that'll they're, they're they're too big for their britches. There are some that they have a club. They do, but not here. If you want to be a part of a club, you may have to go somewhere else, but you might not like the club. I've seen the club. I was invited in the back room to hang out with them. Guess what? I didn't want to join. <laughs> I didn't want to join. Which is probably why we're about the size we are. Because <laughs> we didn't want to join the club. We want to do the will of God. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. Tonight, tonight, of course, we have worship. Tomorrow, I'm going to preach on meeting God at the place of his plan and seeing the miraculous manifested. It's where miracles happen. Say this with me. Say, uh, aligning, aligning 
with God's plan is the place where the supernatural happens. Say this with me. You will not see the supernatural break forth in your life until you align with God's plan for your life. Amen. See, some of you, that's what's been in your heart. Michael told me last night. He said, it's been in his and Twyla's heart that this year they're going to, that's this, essentially what he was saying. We're going to align with God's plan. Because we know God has a greater plan. And we're, and we're going to, and we're going to reprioritize our lives so that we can do the plan of God. That's where some of you are at, reprioritizing your life. Some of you, you've got to do what you wanted to do for as long as you wanted to do it. And God is trying to get you to reprioritize your life to follow his plan. And if that, and if that plan means that, that you seemingly take a demotion and serve under someone that, you know, God will have you serve under people that you're, you're smarter than they are. <laughs> There's nothing harder than serving under someone that you have more intelligence than they have, that you have a, a better vocabulary than they do, that you're more educated than they are, that you have more experience than they do. You know, in relay races, some people have to run with people that are slower than they are, that have less experience than they do. Part of what I need to quit. Amen. Are y'all are y'all hearing any of this? Church is the only place though where you have a problem. And and it's not and it, listen, it's not because of the attitudes necessarily of people. It's because people like myself, ministers, preachers, instead of being straight with people and preaching the truth like I'm preaching here this morning, they've tried to accommodate people. Instead of instead of training people, they want to manipulate people right. into doing things. That is right. They want to manipulate people into, uh, uh, into fulfilling God's plan. You can't manipulate people into fulfilling God's plan. You got to shoot straight with people. You got to give them the option. You got to show them what. You got to show them the good, and you got to show them the bad. You got to show them the positive. You got to show them the negative, and then they've got to make a choice for themselves. You go put your hand to the plow, or you gonna turn away and say, eh, "I think I need to wait a little." I need, I need a little more prayer. <laughs> I need to read my Bible a little bit longer. Amen. Father, I thank you today. I thank you, Father, once again for your people. Lord, I pray that your spirit would continue to stir them, continue to help them. Lord, as we, as we make a decision to come into agreement with your plan for our lives, Lord, I pray that there will be a breaking forth of the supernatural, of the miraculous, of the miracle-working power of your Spirit. Lord, that many lives will be transformed and changed, that the spirit of revival will break forth. That the flames of revival will begin to be stoked and they'll begin to burn all over this nation all over the world. I thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, that today is the beginning of the greatest days 
of our lives. Because, Lord, we're coming into agreement with your plan <laughs> to do things your way. I'm prophesying this. Some of y'all, it's going to happen to you like what happened with Brother Don, like what happened with Brother Tyler, Sister Ayla. That when it was discovered that they were associate pastors, it's like, oh, we see what you are now. You won't get the title because that's what you are. Not because that's what we're trying to make you, but that's what you are. Like Cherie. Oh, we see what you are. You're an evangelist. So we're going to recognize that you're an evangelist. We're not going to call you an evangelist in the hopes that you become one. Because you stayed at a Holiday Inn Express. We <laughs> Some of you don't remember the commercial. Anyway, but that's what you, that's what you are. And, and you walked it out and you discovered it. And because you discovered it, we discovered it. This is the year where some of you don't put on a hat and say, do I look good in it? Now, this is the day that some of you live your life for Jesus. Come into agreement with his plan. And all of a sudden you receive a hat and a tag that identifies what God anointed you to be. <laughs> Amen. Instead of you fitting into a mold made by a title or a position, you're going, you're going to develop into who God always intended for you to be. And people are going to recognize it. I see you. I see what you are. And none of us are going to feel bad when it's not clear, it's not apparent. We're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Living for Him, serving Him, loving Him with all of our hearts. Because when the time comes, like with Tyler and Ayla, you know, I didn't even have a meeting and consult with the elders. We didn't have a vote. Do you know when, you know that day that I, I told Tyler and Ayla, we're, we're setting them in, them in as associate pastors. Do you know that Annie didn't even know that was going to happen? That after church, she's like, I wish you'd have told me you was going to do that. I knew we talked to, to, about it, but I mean, you just like did it. I was like, it's time. It was time. It was time. Do you know, I didn't get a phone call from Hilda saying, Pastor, I wish you'd talk about these things with me before you do them. Nah, Hilda was like, awesome. Uh, a little surprising, but praise God, amen. I mean, David, when I said it, he's back there. Woo, woo, woo. It's the first they're hearing of it. Cherie, Cherie's like, I knew it. It's obvious. It's a long time coming. Almost like, what took you so long, Pastor? <laughs> Amen. 
That's, that's, that's getting ready to happen in some of y'all's lives. Some of you about to discover some things you never, you never, you never dreamed, you never imagined. Amen. So listen, today, if you need prayer, I'm going to pray for you. If, you. if you need personal prayer, if you're sick, if you uh, have need of any kind of prayer for anything, uh, I want to leave the altars open for you. I want to pray for you. But um, for the rest of us, uh, I'm going to let you go in his presence. And before you leave here, love someone because you do. And uh, be back tonight. Doors open at 8 o'clock. There will be snacks. There's not going to be, uh, this is this going to be like uh, uh, in the days of uh, uh, Paul during when he talked to the Corinthians. Uh, don't, don't come expecting you're going to have a full feast of a meal. Uh, if, if you're super hungry, eat something before you get here. Uh, yeah, definitely eat before you come unless you want to eat rabbit food and a donuts. But uh, no, anyway, so... Uh, no, we'll have uh, we'll have like a veggie veggie trays, a meat trays, uh, 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 cheese trays. We'll have some uh, pastries and things of that nature. We'll have uh, maybe some punches, some stuff to drink. Uh, there'll definitely be water here to drink, but that'll just be for snacks and whatnot, uh, just to keep you energized during the experience. As some of you, you know, you're going to dance your way into the hall, pop a piece of cheese, and come back in. Glory to God. And. Uh, uh, if you if you need a place to sit, I know uh, Charlie, you guys will probably be here tonight, won't you? Uh, so we will have place for because I know Charlie, he can't stand for long periods of time. Most of these chairs will be moved to the side. There won't be many places to sit. So please, if if you can, if you if you have to sit, and there aren't any chairs for you to sit in, and you can sit on the floor. You can find a place on the floor, kind of out of the way of people, so you don't get stomped on. Um, uh, if people break out dancing or whatever. Um, but if, if you can't sit on the floor and you need a place to sit, there will be chairs. If you, if you don't need a chair, make sure that you leave a chair for someone that has need of it. Charlie definitely.